Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. More information, uh, get the Precious Metal Advisor, the Investor Kit, learn how to use your RSP or other registered funds to invest in uh, real precious metals. And a reminder as well, for every 10 100-ounce bars of silver you purchase through the depository account, you will receive one 10-ounce bar absolutely free. And for every $5,000 invested in the aforementioned account, um, U.S. dollars, that is $5,000, you'll receive one gram of gold from Guildhall. Lots of stuff going on today. And the announcement, Jeremy, of a, uh, a new seminar, which is great. Yes, we're really excited to do another Diamond Seminar. It's been a, a little while, and yeah. uh, people have been requesting it. So we're going to be doing a, a Colored Diamond Seminar. The focus of this seminar is going to be a little bit more on understanding hard assets mm-hmm. as an investment. Um, we've noticed that a lot of people... You know, we, we really kind of have that paradigm of of stock investing where you, you simply buy it at this price, sell it at this price, instantly liquid. Right. What are the what are the pros and cons of, of each investing and how color diamond color diamond investing can work in a portfolio and then really getting into understanding the assets and the and the exit strategies involved and, and what can be expected profit wise at different times of those exit strategies. So I'm really looking forward to the presentation and uh, I think there'll be a lot to learn. You know, a lot of your uh, investors already are well on the uh, path to investing a lot of precious metals, gold and silver. How long is the transformation generally to a lot of those clients figure, hey, there's a diamond aspect of this too? Um, it, it varies. Um, some people are looking for a good a good return on their investment before they look for other ways to invest. And of course, there's lots of different things we can talk about throughout the show of how do you know when, when gold is profitable right. or silver is profitable? Because there's so many different factors other than just watching the U.S. dollar price of gold and silver versus understanding inflation, um, understanding how... Do you have any? How many ounces you have? Of course, you know, I could go all day on that topic. And then others are, once they kind of have their hands on physical assets, they start to realize what what owning a hard asset means and how that varies from stock portfolios or, or things that are, let's say, computer-driven where you don't necessarily see it or touch it. And and color diamonds as a, as a, as an alternative to real estate where, you know, there's a lot of paperwork involved. There's a lot of excess costs involved. Um, there's a lot of other factors involved, whereas with color diamonds, it's, it's rarity. There's simplicity in that investment. So really depends on, on the client, but as they, as they get involved in, in hard assets and understanding the simplicity of hard assets, I think they really start to look at color diamonds. And some people will buy or are happy to have one or two, and others catch a bug and, and, yeah, right. and look for more and more uh, rarity as you go along because there's different types of rarity. There's semi-rare, there's very rare, there's extremely rare, there's one-of-a-kind rare, and uh, we'll talk about some of the uh, just unfathomably rare diamonds that are going into auctions. Let's flip back over to uh, silver and gold for a moment. People listening going, yeah, okay, I can invest in silver and gold, but I have a lot of friends do it, and they do what we call paper gold or paper silver. Now, what, what's the difference between that and the advantages of having actual physical metal I can hold in my hands, which is what, by the way, Guildhall does and only does? Yeah, when it comes to the difference between physical gold investing or silver investing and other types of paper gold investing, I think oftentimes the reason why people will choose a paper version is it seems easier at the time. 
um, whether it's just calling a broker and, and getting into an ETF or calling your, your bank advisor and getting into a, a certificate, for instance. Mm-hmm. And, 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 it, and it seems low cost at the same time as well because uh, you're buying it slightly over spot price, etc., but once you dig a little deeper and you start to to look at the value difference between holding paper and owning physical gold, you'll see that there's there really is no substitute to owning actual physical product. Number one, a lot of certificates charge storage fees, even though you're not getting actually allocated product. You're having to, and this just one example, you're having to purchase in large increments. So liquidity-wise, with silver, for instance, you can buy as low as 1-ounce increments or 10-ounce increments, not 500-ounce increments or 300-ounce increments. Um, ETF, you're looking at that backed by physical. You're not able to really take delivery of that product. You're still being charged storage. Uh, There's still a lot of trading costs involved. And you get exposure to the market, and exposure to the market's great, but it also goes beyond the reason to hold it, which is protection. You know, someone like Jim Rickards will say you should really have 10, 15%. I know that's what David Morgan talks about, mm-hmm. owning, you know, a minimum of 10, 15% of precious metals in your portfolio as pure protection. And physical gives you that. Anything that's paper denominated, you're exposed to that paper risk as well. And it, as you said in previous shows, it, it takes the physical out of the market. Once it's in your account or in your basement, if you prefer, it's out of the market. Nobody else can get to it. Yeah, that that that's part of the whole dynamic of of the supply demand, which is so in, under such pressure right now that it's amazing that anyone wouldn't want to add to that pressure, mm-hmm. which in in return is going to help your investment. So, but I always think of it as as flipping the the steam switch on a pressure cooker. When you're investing in paper as opposed to physical, you're not taking that out of the market. You're not involved in the market at all. And so by taking the product out of the market, you're helping further put stress on the the current supply current supply structure, which is only going to be good long term. And I know um, there was uh, reports this week that silver maples in the first quarter hit records, uh, sold a phenomenal amount of silver maples this this quarter. And that just goes to show that people are moving in the direction of physical. At Guildhall, we go one step further. We want to make sure that when you're buying your physical product that it's it's personally allocated to you. So we talked about another term you've, you've talked about in other shows along with Darren. That word is hypothecation. What is that? Essentially, it means to pledge a security where delivery or title of possession doesn't have to actually happen. So it, it's and, – and then, of course, you can rehypothecate, which means you can add – more to that, like we're seeing in the comics, where it's it's not one gold is pledged to one person. It can be literally h- hundreds of of gold uh, or one ounce pledged to hundreds of people. See, I that should say. Scares me. It is scary, but you know what? That's what's helping. You know, there's a couple different ways you can look at it. You can say, oh, oh my gosh, that's that's blatant manipulation, and who would want to get involved in this market if that's what's really going on? Right. Or you can look at it as, wait a minute, this is helping to to keep the price low right now, which means we can all buy more than our fair share. Mm. I mean, this you want to get you want to talk about first world problems. Being able to buy more than your fair share of gold and silver because, for whatever reason, governments want the U.S. dollar to look strong to keep 
to keep the, the their wealth effect going, which you know we all know it's not really working, yeah. um, and it will come to a head. But it, it does mean that people right now are are literally able to buy a thousand ounces of silver for twenty twenty four thousand dollars, twenty three thousand dollars Canadian. Um, that's ridiculous. If you start to think about what it buys you, you need so much more silver today to buy the same amount of goods than than even a few years ago. And yet, over the long term, it's actually holding its value. What I mean by that is consider consider thinking about the amount of ounces you hold as opposed to the price. Because the amount of ounces you hold are eventually the purchasing power. What I mean by that is at the peak in 1980, you could buy a home in a really prestigious neighborhood in Toronto for less than 200 ounces. Take a calculator, look at the price of gold in Canadian dollars and see what 200 ounces will buy you today. You know, you'd be lucky to get, you'd be lucky to get a studio apartment. Right. This is more demonstrating that gold is undervalued and it, ta- and it says a lot more about understanding, well, I need to get as much as I can in my portfolio if something is undervalued like this. Um, and yet it still is maintaining its value over time, which is, which is hard to fathom. But the fact is, is both gold and silver are extremely undervalued. You're able to buy a lot more today than you could even four or five years ago. And many of the experts in this market believe that the bull market is starting again that after a bear market of, of four or five years, that things have turned up. We can see that silver's up about 17% year-to-date. We've been as much as 25% year-to-date. But these are incredible numbers. I mean, just listening to Dennis Gartman the other day, he's saying his portfolio is up a measly 1% year-to-date. So, Talk about a flip-flop artist. Right, but not the point. The thing is... is George Soros is getting involved in the in the market. Drucker Miller is getting involved in the market. Central banks have been involved in the market for years. Um, biggest news this week is that Venezuela had to sell off some gold, some of its gold reserves, because of all the inflation issues they're having and the debt issues they're having. And let's not forget that that Hugo Chavez repatriated mm-hmm. the gold, um, which, if they didn't repatriate, would they be able to sell it today? Um, and the articles that are talking about their sell of, their sale of gold also point out the fact that the last real central bank sale was in 2007 from Switzerland. Hmm. So we that just is proof positive that central banks are net buyers of gold, and we believe that people should be their own central banks. They should be buy, procuring their own physical product as a safe haven vehicle, as insurance policy against the financial risks that are out there. And, you know, look, if you feel that that everything is is going very well and, and that you don't need the protection, that's okay. Some Just understand that one cannot buy insurance after the fire. You either have it or you don't. And we do strongly feel that even seeing the shortage of physical product uh, as much as last summer into the fall of maples tells us going forward that when the markets do start to really run, when we do hit over $18 silver and move up to $20 silver, there's going to be situations where people just will not be able to actually get it into their hands. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Got a couple minutes uh, left in this segment. Tell us, uh, now that we mentioned that, the physical product, how do I get it? How do I start getting it through Guildhall? So... Guildhall only deals in physical products, so this is this is our specialty. Whether you want to go online to our our e store, 
you can go directly through our website, guildhallwealth.com. Now, we're launching a new website within the next couple of weeks, have some new designs, make it easier for people to purchase, easier to see the pricing on the product. But that's a great place to start. Just contact us directly. You can get the pricing on, on physical products. You can pick it up. We can ship it to you. And you can speak to one of our representatives to assist you with the type of product you might be might best suit your portfolio. Once you get up to over 500 ounces of silver, um, maybe even 1,000 ounces of silver, you want to really start considering the security risk of it. Mm-hmm. It's, not a lot of, it's not a big cost to store product. You're looking at as, as high as 1.3% for the year. Um, which I think is around what you'd get in a savings account. But again, with silver up 17% this year, that's the trade-off. I'm going to outlay 1% a year to store and protect my product. And on the other side, I'm going to get pure liquidity. I can pick up the phone and sell the product whenever I need. I'm going to get security. I'm going to get insurance on the product. So if anything did happen to the secure facility, I'm I'm fully insured. Whereas if it's if it's in a uh, if it's buried in the backyard or in a basement and and there is a break in, you're out of luck. Insurance right. companies are not going well, to cover even that. Even insurance companies, Jeremy, are charging around about twenty five dollars a thousand to insure hmm. anything, whether it's jewelry, um, diamonds, uh, gold, and under your policy, your home insurance policy, your household policy. You're probably covered between fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars max. That's it. So, for people that you know do take it home, whether Jeremy says bury it in the back garden, I got customers that live out in way out in the wilds and they put it in their walls. It's crazy. Um, you know, eventually you're going to want to sell that product, or if something happens to you and no one knows where that product is, it's gone forever. You know, when it's in the depository, it's safe, secure, it's allocated, segregated. Uh, We can give you the bar numbers, um, and it's the way to go. The other way to to buy gold and silver is, you know, in your registered retirement plan, whether you've got an RSP, a TFSA, a LIFT, any of those, a Lira, any of those accounts. uh, We partner with Questrade. They're the custodian of the product. We do the the buying and the selling. It's the same um, depository. Uh, It's IROC approved. Your product's insured. It's the best way to go to own gold and silver. Lots more to go. We're just getting into this. We'll get deeper as we go. one 877 online to guildhallwealth.com. Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640. Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640, one silver online, guildhallwealth.com. Precious Metal Advisor, the Investor Kit, and a reminder, a seminar coming up, uh, Jeremy, very shortly on Diamond. This will be a Diamond seminar, yeah? Diamond seminar, the focus is going to be on understanding hard assets in the market, the the primary market, the secondary market, the type of the type of money that people are making in natural fancy colored diamonds, and why you might want to consider that as an alternative. So, you know, at Guildhall, we only deal in investment grade natural fancy colored diamonds. This is a perfect opportunity, as we were talking about in the first segment, John, about people who maybe own some physical hard assets like gold and silver who might be looking for other ways to invest. And colored diamonds are have such good opportunity right now. They've had such good returns. Fancy yellows have 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 yielded anywhere between 6 and 8% a year in the internally flawless uh, clarities. Intense yellows have have yielded anywhere from 12 to 15%. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that diamonds have been an an impeccable hedge against the the devaluation of the Canadian dollar over the last uh, year and a half. 
And then you look at the vivid diamonds that are, are getting start to, to creep up towards the 20% level. And then, of course, we get into to pinks, half-carat pinks, where you know, you're spending over $100,000, but the gains you're getting are well over 20%. So understanding, okay, great, so I can get those returns. Now, how do I get that money into my pocket? Exactly. That is the question we're going to answer at the seminar. It's on June 9th, and it's going to be at, held at Guildhall's offices. Got Jerry here from Guildhall. Well, you've been, it's been a while since you've been on the show, Jerry. Welcome back, pal. Thanks so much. It's great to be here once again. You got something to add to that? Absolutely. Um, what I like to add is a little bit on the Natural Fancy Color Diamond Seminar. Um, I mean, there are many catalysts that, uh, that are on the table right now. Devaluation of the U.S. dollar, the Fed's ballooning balance sheet, and we have the Fed meeting coming up on June. All of these things are risky events that can be a detrimental to our to the value of our of our portfolio adding a mix of asset classes is key to diversification and it is our honor it's our privilege to bring natural fancy color diamonds into that mix because it is just one of those asset classes that in our in in, in our records um in our experiences according to the fcrf this is one asset class that just doesn't get impacted by the mood of the mm-hmm. market and who wouldn't want something like that in their portfolio, something that gives you at least 12% a year? And managing it, it's a beautiful asset, and uh, we just encourage people to get involved. one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Talking about jewelry there. Is that what you're holding up for me, Jeremy? Yeah, I was just showing you. Did you, you buy me a ring? <laughs> I was just showing you one of our videos on yeah. Instagram of some of the jewelry that we've created at Guildhall. Wealth to wear. Wealth to wear. We have just one of the best jewelry designers uh, if not in the city, definitely one of the best in Canada. I haven't seen anyone that's worn one of his designs that did not were not only blown away themselves, but impressed everyone else around them. Um, I've I've been lucky enough to work on a, on a whole bunch of different projects with him, <clears throat> and see them through and see the the responses from people who who see the engagement rings or the cocktail rings that uh, that our designer creates, and and it. It's a one-on-one process. So someone gets to, you know, we start with inspiration photos. We go over the inspiration photos, and then he'll bring he'll bring his talents to the to the fray and say, well, we can do this, we can do that. This will probably make the diamond look better. This will probably make the the whole ring look better with with um, with with the finger and all of these things that are going on. And so we see this as as a great extension to natural fancy colored diamonds because if you're going to buy a fancy yellow and hold on to that for fifteen twenty years, you might as well flaunt it and, and show bet. it off and and be an individual and and show that how different it is. And anyone wearing yellow diamonds really separate themselves out from the crowd especially when you put it with you know as you can see on our our instagram with with the triple halo of 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 just beaming white diamonds and even if if someone was looking for a regular uh white diamond ring i don't mean to say regular but a beautiful white diamond ring we can do that too and and really what separates out our designer from from you know some of the big box stores is we don't have the overhead to cover which means the quality of the diamonds are better but we're getting them at better pricing so it's it's wholesale but it's it's bespoke designs and so anyone looking for a white diamond you know we can we can do that at pretty much uh right now about 5% less than one of the leading wholesalers online right. You know, flipping back to the uh, colored diamonds, Paul, you should mention as well you have a diamond expert in-house 
every day with Nicole, right? Absolutely. Uh, she's a GIA diamond grading graduate um, and helps us choose the diamonds. I mean, uh, today we had a little bit of a fluff in the office. Uh, we have several diamonds that are all the same uh, carat weight, um, but because she's that expert, she looks at the diamonds and says, this one is this diamond, this one is that mm-hmm. diamond, and we and, were able to match up. And not only that, yes, we have a f- we have a few pink diamonds that are in and around, I think, 0.41 mm-hmm. or point or half carat. Yep. And the the color of pink between all of them is actually quite different. You You range from... You know, a coral pink to a watermelon pink to a rose pink. There's all different variances of pinks. And we even have some deep pink diamonds that start to move towards um, like like current colors, nice. which are which are incredible. So there's such a wide variety of, of color ranges in pinks that make it such a such a delight to work with where every every pink diamond okay, yeah, the carat weight might be the same, and yes, it might be a VS2, but the, the, the quality of the color is, is just such a range. You don't even see that necessarily. Uh, we find that you don't necessarily see that as much with yellows. You can see a little bit of a, a difference in yellows, but it just seems that with pink diamonds, the, the demarcation of the of the, the various pinks are, are stronger. And it's nice when it's pointed out for you by someone like Nicole, right? Well, absolutely. And I mean, the cut of the diamond is also really, really important. The, we belong to several different associations that uh, specialize in natural fancy colored diamonds, the NCDIA and the Fancy Colored Diamond Research Foundation, which is another one that actually sets and lets us know what's happening in the market. Um, the person that runs it has got a, their family has been in the diamond business for over 100 years. They have very, very close contacts with wholesaling, cutters, polishers, huge uh, retail stores, name brands, uh, as well as um, people like Sotheby's and Christie's, the auction houses. So they got a good idea what's happening in the market. And this information, um, you know, we belong to the associations. It's very expensive to belong. And we're in a, you know, a really sophisticated club. But there is not, you know, thousands and thousands of people that sell colored diamonds. It's a very, very small clicky group. Um, we go to Vegas every year for the jewelry show, um, and we go out and we schmooze with you know suppliers that we do business with. We're always looking for new suppliers, but basically, you know, we're with four or five people that we do business with: the cutters and polishers, um, the people that we have faith in. They know what type of product we're looking for. This is where someone like Nicole comes in as well because she's a diamond graduate. Um, When we're looking at a diamond, the first thing with a natural fancy colored diamond is the color. You're talking about a colored diamond. A colored diamond has to be evenly saturated Mm -hmm. and strong in color. The next thing that we look at is the cut. Now, if the cut is a great cut, whether it's a a cushion, a radiant, an emerald uh, cut, this brings out the colors in the diamond, it brings out the fire. We call it in the trade the fire in the diamond. You see the lights just flying, colors flying off the diamond. Um, next is carat weight, which is really, really important when you're buying a diamond. For example, when we sell pinks, they come out small from the mine. The Argyle mine uh, it produces 90% of the world's pink diamonds, yet it's only one-tenth of 1% of their production. The diamonds that come out of that mine 
are small. You know, when we buy a diamond, we we basically go for a 0.25, that's a quarter of a carat minimum size. That's still a great investment grade upwards. But most of the diamonds are 0 0.35, 0 0.40 half a carat, just over a half a carat. Those are the sizes that come in pinks. When you're looking at a carat, two carat pink, you're looking at incredible amounts of money. Yeah. Incredible amounts of money today. So the next thing we look at is the clarity. So the clarity in pinks, we only sell VS, which means it's very slightly included. You cannot see the inclusions with a naked eye. You have to use a, a loop, which is 10 times magnification, or in some cases a microscope, which is 40 times magnification to find the impurity or, or the inclusion in that diamond. On yellows, we basically do internally flawless um, because there's a lot of VS quality out there, there's a lot of SI quality. That means you can see the inclusions with a naked eye. But internally flawless, that's top, top, cream of the crop. It's the best diamond, the best that you can get. And that's what we bring to our clients. If you go to our website, guildhalldiamonds.com, you're going to see an unbelievable array of yellow internally flawless. I think I have more internally flawless diamonds up than anybody in the world today. Um, and I can say that because I know what we sell. And I have to say one thing today. I've got to congratulate one of our clients uh, that purchased today uh, two magnificent stones. One was, which I mentioned, I think, a week or two weeks ago on the show. One was a 106 Vivid IF, mm -hmm. and the other one was a .54 VVS, which is very, very slightly included, pink uh, diamond and argyle pink, and they both sold. We hadn't even put them up on the website. The customer came in last week, gave us a small deposit, and today came in and, nice. and, and picked them up. And I said on the show, these diamonds will go very, very quickly, there you go. and they did. And what we try to do at Guildhall is bring you the best quality that that you can get out there. You know, there's millions and millions of white stones. Um, you know, De Beers probably have enough to fill two double-decker buses of white stones. When it comes to color, you know, one in 10,000 whites, you'll find a color. To find a stone that's an investment grade in a color, you might have to go to a million carats of diamonds. Mine a million carats. You know how many truckloads of dirt out of a mine that is? It's hundreds and hundreds of, of trucks filled with with dirt to come up with that one diamond. So we try to find you the best. We bring you the best. And it's really important that you deal with a company that has experience and, and you know, you know who you're dealing with. Before we uh, cut for a short break, Jeremy, give us the details again about the Diamond Seminar coming up. So you can go on to guildhalldiamonds.com. You can go on to guildhallwealth.com. Click on the section for seminars and sign up. It's going to be June 9th. It's going to be at our offices in Markham. And it starts, I believe, at 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll be, uh, doors will open at uh, 6, 6.30. So contact us directly. Um, it, it is, of course, limited seating. Sure. And uh, coming up in the next segment, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about diamonds, a little bit more about what makes Guildhall different from other types of diamond dealers, mm -hmm. and uh, also get get to some updates of what's happening in the, the precious metals market. one eight seven seven eight silver is the uh, phone number, and guildhallwealth.com is the website. Make sure you get details through the Precious Metal Advisor and learn how to use your RSP and other registered funds to uh, begin and invest in real handheld assets of precious metals. Lots more of The Real Money Show is on the way. Talk radio, AM 640.
Real Money Show, number one eight seven seven eight silver online guildhallwealth.com. Uh, all the information on your RSP account, how to use that. In fact, uh, for now, as the special continues, $5,000 invested U.S. in an RSP account, you'll receive one gram of gold. And if you're purchasing 10 100-ounce bars of silver through the depository account, you will receive one 10-ounce bar free courtesy of Guildhall. We'll continue our discussion on diamonds. And, uh, you know, Jeremy, you mentioned that it's a family-run business and you got to come see the uh, collection. And there is a seminar happening on June 9th. Jerry, let me ask you, take me through a typical um, typical scenario as a customer comes in and dealing with you guys at Guildhall. Well, typically what we've noticed or what I've noticed is that um, not far too few people have ever heard about this investment before, and um, which is why it is paramount to learn about natural fancy color diamond investing and how to make a diamond a part of one's portfolio, how to add carrots into a, into a portfolio, uh, which is why I encourage people to take part of our uh, diamond discovery session. And it is, it, it is a, a session that is made up of uh, three keys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the prospective client comes in and he, number one, gets to find out what makes an investment-grade diamond and what is not an investment-grade diamond. Number two, they'll be able to find out and discover how our clients have made money in this market. It's one thing to invest in a beautiful asset, and and it's totally exciting when you see them and you look through the the loop to you know under the lights how beautiful this asset class and understanding how rare it is. But really, at the end of the day, you want to find out what this diamond can do for me, mm-hmm. how well it will perform, and then thirdly, based on the client's goals. Um, you know their budget and whatnot. They will they'll be able to find out what diamond would suit their their preferences and their budgets. And then this three part session will ultimately what it brings is just total satisfaction, understanding what they're getting into. Again, they have <clears throat> hardly ever heard about the investment, but once they come to learn what the, what to find out what our clients have done and why they've become just you know, one-off investor to become a collector sure. is is key. So we are tremendously um, satisfied to know that we have the information to provide to people. Again, as Paul mentioned earlier, we do belong to a few associations that, that uh, you know, provide us with the information, okay. the data, because it's one thing to take our word for it, but other people are driven by data. Show me the facts. Show me the charts. What has this market, what has this asset class done? Which is why the Fancy Color Re- Color Research Foundation, it provides member with m- members, including ourselves, with the with the tools, and uh, fair and transparent buyer experiences through Fancy Color the Diamond uh, the Fancy Color Diamond Index. Mm-hmm. So we have indices now that shows us, shows us charts what the yellows have done, what the pinks have done, and again, this is one way to compare. Uh, what they should get involved in, whether it be a fancy yellow or 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 a pink, and then the and natu- the Natural Color Diamond Association. It's a nonprofit. It's a membership based organization with multinational members, including mining companies. You have diamond and jewelry manufacturers, and this is who we belong to. This is where we get our data from. Sure. And again, don't take our word for it. Um, we're providing you with this information because we understand it's key, and this is why Paul's involved. This is why Jeremy's involved. This is why. Our skin is in the game. So you've done your due diligence on this, Jeremy. You find most people, or even Jerry, ask you this question. Someone comes in, now they've learned, they've been educated at the store. They usually get their, they dip their toe in the water with a yellow. Yeah. Is that usually where they start? Normally, yeah. Yeah. Um, I myself, considering, I consider fundamentals, and I try to lean my clients. I love pink diamonds. Per, yeah. I 
and I prefer them. <laughs> Just knowing that the mine is closing down, we know that 90% of the world's pinks come from the Argyle mine, and knowing that diamond mine is going to shut down, why not lean towards something that is fundamentally strong? We talk about supply and demand all the time in bullion. The same thing applies in natural fancy color diamonds. Um, I try to lead my clients toward the pinks, and they love them. One eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy, I'll ask you this. Uh, what's one of the biggest mistakes of a first-time buyer? That's a great question. Um, I would say we do see a lot of investors who have purchased a diamond elsewhere that have bought it strictly on the idea that a color diamond is rare. And I equate it a little bit to art investing in the sense that if if you were lucky enough to have bought a you know three paintings in the seventies um and one happened to be an Andy Warhol and two happened to not do anything um the Andy Warhol would have done all all the work it, it could have possibly done right and so a lot of times first time out, there are some mistakes that can happen where someone could buy where a couple things could happen either someone spends too much. And they don't quite get the quality, so it's going to be very difficult for that diamond to make up that value over time. That, to me, is a worst-case scenario. Or you get a best-worst-case scenario, where someone overpays for for higher quality. In which case, it just means extra time needed to get to that point where you could start to think about a secondary market. Now, with Guildhall, we don't... We don't have those problems. We don't have those issues. Uh, case in point, uh, I was just talking to one of our collectors the other day, and back in 2010, you know, a, a few radiant yellow intense, uh, internally flawless. Uh, they were they were appraised back then um, in the mid twenty five thousand range or in the mid twenty thousand range. So twenty four twenty five thousand dollars were the appraisals, and they were. Those diamonds were being sold anywhere from eleven to thirteen and a half, fourteen thousand dollars. So that was two thousand ten. Move ahead six years, or literally five years and a little bit, and those diamonds are now selling at that at original appraised price. Wow! No kidding. Right? So, so that appraisal is a good guidepost in the sense that you know looking at that appraisal knowing that well one day that the diamond is going to sell for that and the appraisal is going to be much much higher that's typical for guildhall i remember we had a 1.75 that that vivid yellow that we'd get appraised every year and just like the intense yellow after about 4 or 5 years the diamond was now comfortably selling in the primary market for what we were originally having it appraised for and so that that is something we want to help our customers do and help our clients to avoid that first mistake of maybe spending $5,000 on something that that won't see the type of value gains that we see on our diamonds. And again, just as Jerry said, that's why Paul purchases these diamonds for himself because whether or not they sell tomorrow or they sell next year, he wants to make sure that he gets it in his portfolio because it's only going to be more expensive next year. Well, that's what I was going to just kind of interrupt you with. Um, Sorry, we were on the same page there, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for for example, those two diamonds that I sold, we sold, picked up today, we only had them in stock two weeks. Um, They were such unbelievable value. Client purchased them, and it was great. But it doesn't – we have a big collection of natural fancy colored diamonds – 
you know, in our trade, it, you know, I'm dealing with people that cut and polish diamonds, and they just push it to the back of the, the safe. Unless they need the money, those diamonds increase in value anywhere from 15 to 30% every single year. So our collection, it's not like white diamonds that there's such a multitude mm-hmm. of, of white diamonds out there um, and come from all different countries um, and hit the market. Colored diamonds don't have that same effect. They, they increase in value. My inventory is my inventory. And what we try to show a customer, if you purchase a diamond today, just say, for example, it's $100,000. I'm just giving you easy easy figures. Next year, some customer is going to pay 110 for that. And the following year, a customer is going to pay 120 for it. And the following year, it may be 140 for it. Because that is the increase that we're seeing a minimum. You know, it could be 6% to 35% according to the diamond, the size of the diamond, and the quality of the diamond. But every year, somebody is going to pay a little more than you paid. And that's a fact. So my inventory basically goes up every single year. Whether I sell the stone, I could have a stone in stock for two, three years. That gives me a little bit of wiggle room when a client comes mm-hmm. in and I know that diamond is increased in cost by at least 30 or 40%, we can still make a deal. The other thing that's really, it hasn't hindered our business, but the U.S. dollar to Canadian dollar, because all diamonds are purchased in U.S. dollar dollars. So if you look today, you know, we're trading around about 1.3 in that range on, on a on a diamond. So if a diamond costs $100,000 in the U.S. to land it here, it's $130,000 before we sell it. So the Canadians are paying a little bit more, but you've also got to look at the value that you're going to get with a Canadian dollar on that diamond. I don't think the Canadian dollar is going to go back to par. I don't think that that's going to happen for a while. We have too much debt in Canada. And again, the U.S. dollar keeps getting stronger and stronger on mythical figures. So <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm just looking. I'm just going to get a segue into something. I'm just looking now in the States. Wells Fargo are now giving mortgages to people that don't have big incomes, that can't afford new homes, but they're doing the same thing they did with the subprime. 3% down. That's encouraging. 3%. So go borrow the deposit on a credit card and put the 3% down. Now, that what happens if interest rates go up? Now, Yellen said... I think we're going to be putting up interest rates in June or July, and it could be two, three. What a load of nonsense. The, you know, the mid-range homes, uh, Dole Brothers just came out and had, you know, they made some money last quarter. Their average house sale was $850,000. That you've got to put up 10 15% in the States. Those people are not hurting. 3% down is to the people that can't afford. It's the same thing that's happening over and over and over again. You know, it's hoodwinking the public. So so, so in other words, let's just put this into a bit of perspective here. The Fed, the Fed's forward guidance is that they want to look to raise rates. So Fel- Wells Fargo says, wait a second, I got an idea. Yeah. Let's offer 3% down payment on a mortgage. <laughs> so, you know, if the interest rates goes up 2% over the next two years, they're going to be underwater again. Yeah. You know, the people, the first-time buyers who haven't got into the market, last in, first one to get hurt. And it's, it's, it's just history repeating itself. But, and this is why you've got to own something like 
hard assets like gold, silver, natural fancy color diamond. You know, we, we're just launching our new website and, you know, we don't want to take credit cards. And we found out the credit card companies don't want to take it because you know why? Gold and silver is a currency. You can't go into a bank and say, give me $10,000 and I want to put it on a credit card. They look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> You've got to have the cash to buy cash. You want to buy U.S. dollars, you've got to buy and pay the the premium from Canadian to U.S. or U.S. into Canadian. We're well, that's, just- a, that's an important point, Paul, because it's something that as we're moving to, into precious metal discussion here um, is that I think one of the, the most misunderstood aspects of precious metals is that it is a currency that it's not just a currency, a global currency, a medium of exchange, but that it is money in the sense that it holds value and is divisible, et cetera, et cetera. So, but you see a lot of investors really jumping into and and hyper-focused on the exchange rate aspect as opposed to how many ounces do they own. And all it takes is just looking at a long-term chart of gold or silver in Canadian dollars to understand what gold and silver do long-term. But instead, you do see a lot of people, again, hyper-focused on, well, I don't want to pay 1.34. I want to pay 1.20 on the exchange to buy my bullion. But the reason you wanted to get into bullion is because when that exchange went from 1.1, a few years back to 1.34, what that did in terms of holding your value of Canadian dollars in that precious metal is the reason you want to own it. So are you buying gold and silver after the fact that the Canadian dollar has dropped or are you buying it on the premise that currencies could drop further still? What's holding the US dollar back? Venezuela luckily has gold to sell in a hyperinflationary environment where they can't even import goods in many cases. Whereas Canada, what would happen if Canada was in that situation? What are we selling off? Do we oil, have 70 oils, ounces left over? Somewhere? Oils at all-time lows, right? Uh, gold, we have less than 70 ounces. So what are we selling now? Crown, crown land and docks? Are we going to sell off? Are Beer. we going to sell off? Uh, you know, Exactly. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I often give the example, you know, if 10 years ago, if you took $10,000, buried it in a coffee can, put it in a back garden or wherever you're going to put it. Wait a second. We told people not to bury things in the back garden. (laughs) Well, whatever you did with that $10,000, you just didn't touch it. Or if you would have bought $10,000 worth of silver and silver was trading, even if it was five, six dollars, you'd have still had fifteen hundred ounces. It was actually four dollars an ounce, you know, ten years ago, but you would have had twenty five hundred ounces of silver. Even at today's rate, that twenty five hundred ounces of silver would be worth forty thousand dollars US. In Canadian funds that would be fifty two thousand dollars. Your ten thousand has lost its buying power in cash. So we don't look as at gold and silver as day trading. You don't day trade your house. You don't have to day trade gold and silver. You buy it. It's an insurance policy. You have life insurance, health insurance, car insurance. Why not insure your capital? And the best way to do that is with gold, silver, and a natural fancy colored diamond, something that's going to keep its value. You know, in the last hundred years, a US dollar has lost its buying power of 98%. It's worth 2% of what it was worth a hundred years ago. You know, You've got to look at the price of diamonds. Colored diamonds, we're seeing at auction today, diamonds going for $50, 60000000 million that were purchased 
by very wealthy people, but they only paid maybe a half a million dollars for it. There's the difference. Going for 50 million and they paid a half a million. It's gone reverse to that US dollar. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com is the number. Again, Diamond Seminar coming up on June 9th at the head office. More details at guildhallwealth.com. We'll get into our final segment. Last few minutes here of The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. one silver online, guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy, yet another auction. Never ends. It never ends. Last week, it was one of the largest vivid yellows that went to auction and broke a record. And now on June 9th, the day of our seminar... Uh, Christie's in New York is going to be auctioning one of the largest fancy blue diamonds. It's a radiant cut, uh, which is a really great cut. Uh, I I actually like that a little more than those uh, emerald cuts mm-hmm. for the blue, just because it, you get more sparkle in everything, and I find that the emerald cuts are beautiful. It's a great way to just see the pure color of the diamond, and this gives you a little more more uh, more fire in the diamond but uh so this is part of the uh, the Cullinan mine diamond that they they had that huge diamond they they broke it up into three really large diamonds and uh this one is a uh, 24 carat give or take VS2 it's called the Cullinan Dream and they're expecting anywhere from 23 to 29 million, which nice. is going to be up 1.2 million per carat. And this was originally a diamond that was uh, rough, one point, uh, 122 carats. And uh, again, they made uh, they made some uh, three very large diamonds out of it: a seven carat, a ten carat, and an 11.3. And then this diamond that's going for auction. So this is going to be one to watch for sure. Um, and it's just going to be yet another typical example of diamonds that people are willing to spend multi-million dollars for because the rarity is going to not only hold wealth, but it's going to grow that, that wealth as well. We, we every year go to the JCK show, which is a jewelry show in Las Vegas, uh, which starts June the 1st. I'm looking to see if I can purchase a blue diamond. I mean, we've, we've been lucky in previous years to be able to obtain something. Um, you know, we had a 106 Vivid uh, Blue IF. I wish I had it back. No kidding. Um, you know, we would be selling that. For, I think we sold it for 660000 I'd be selling that today for over $2 million. Jeez. Um, we had a 106 Internally Flawless Pear-Shaped Blue Intense um, that we sold as well. Um, so we're looking to see if we can pick up a blue before this auction because I have a feeling the prices are going to go through the roof. And just for our own collection, I'm looking to buy you know, something in an intense or a vivid blue if we can get it at the right price. Another crazy, crazy example of something. Um, two years ago or three years ago, we were offered um, a 106 pear-shaped orange uh, diamond. Now, mm-hmm. orange is rarer than actual fact red, but this was a VS quality, and at the time, I think they wanted something like $280,000 for it, and we thought that was a bit rich. I was just offered the same stone last week for 525000 Damn it. So, you know, like I'm kicking myself to say, you know, I should have bought it just yeah. because of the value. And not only that, I would have made 30, 30% just on the currency because that's what's happened in the last yeah. two and a half, three years. We were at par. We were over par. Um, it would have been, a, you know, a, a steal at the price. And I thought it was a little rich 
um, but now it's not. And that's what these prices are going to fetch in. And next year, that stone will go for six fifty or $700,000, mm-hmm. and someone will buy it and pay for it. If it doesn't go next year, it'll go the year after. Someone is going to buy such a rare stone. Jeremy, you got a special one? You got a special diamond going on? Not a special in particular, but mm-hmm. I do have a special diamond that okay. that uh, I'd like to spend a little bit of time on today because it, it really brings in a lot of different factors that can help uh, create more understanding for for and appreciation for colored diamonds. It's a half carat, fancy, orangey pink diamond. It's cushion cut and it's VS2. So first of all, um, we don't have smell-o-vision yet and we don't have uh, visual radio, but uh, if you can picture it, obviously you can go to guildhalldiamonds.com and take a look. Again, half carat, fancy orangey pink, cushion VS2. The color is, is somewhere between, it's almost like a pink lemonade, with kind of a peach undertone to yep. it. So it's kind of got that peachy pink lemonade feel. Again, it's a fancy, fancy diamond. What you're getting with this diamond, for for my, for if, if I'm buying it as an investor, is two things. One, I'm getting size. I'm up over the half carat mark. Diamonds move up in value tremendously at every quarter carat mark. And when it comes to pink diamonds, those numbers make big, big differences. As well as the clarities. To go from... from um, VS2 to a VS1 can make a big difference, and to go from a VVS, VS up to a VVS is can be huge differences in pink diamonds. In this case, we're making the grade. We're at a VS2 quality. This is going to be very strong clarity for this type of diamond. And then, of course, you have the orangey pink. Orangey pinks, there's such a wide variety of orangey pinks, and they can really start to play a role in the value of the diamond. In this case, you've got an orangey pink that I think is is enhancing the color of the diamond as opposed to taking away. And again, you're up over the half carat mark. You're into a fancy pink. If you wanted to buy something like this in, a, in an intense, you'd have to drop down to, to a quarter carat. So I think for someone looking to get into pink who wants to get some size, who likes the clarity, and again, the the orange in this case modifier is enhancing the diamond, I think this diamond at 52000 is is presenting some really good value. So I encourage everyone to go to the site and uh, definitely take a, take a look at that half-carat orangey pink. And, Before- on this, and on this diamond, um, what we're going to do is we're going to eat the sales tax. Nice. So the, the diamond was appraised around about 88000 I believe, last year. Um, it's definitely increased in value. We have it on uh, for fifty-two and change. If you buy it, we we take the tax. It's fifty-two thousand dollars tax in. Before we wrap it up, Jeremy, for the week, give us some details. Finally, uh, one more time on the seminar coming up. So the seminar is going to be about holding natural fancy colored diamonds, understanding the primary market, understanding the secondary market, and how diamonds work as a hard asset in one's portfolio for growth. So the uh, number, one more time, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Catch that seminar. All the information can be had on the website. A reminder, once again, when you're uh, investing in silver, for every 10 100-ounce bars purchased through the depository account, you will get one 10-ounce bar courtesy of Guildhall. For every $5,000 U.S. invested in RSP account, you'll get a gram of gold courtesy of Guildhall as well. This has been The Real Money Show. Talk radio, AM640.